0: Good morning, everybody. It is Friday, the 19th of June, and Wall Street was down 40 overnight. At one point, it was down 270. Our market was down 100 points yesterday, but closed down 55. Our futures this morning were down 5, but we are off to the races again. We've been up 70 points. We've been through 6,000 twice today. It seems to have some sort of gravitational pull. Not much going on in the US overnight, very similar sort of headlines to yesterday about case numbers going up, we'll come to all that. Volumes were low yesterday in the US, so it seems we're having the pause before the next trend. It's got to be said that last week's collapse is looking less onerous by the day and the market is feeling a lot less precipitous than it did last week. I do wonder, can we really step up again and go back into uptrend despite this deteriorating virus narrative, and I've got a couple of points on that coming up, or are we just squeezing the last juice out of the lemon, emphasis on lemon, before it all goes sour. In the strategy piece today, I've got the usual ASX200 Hekinashi chart, which had a bicycle on it yesterday, which was rather disappointing for a fund that is in cash, but There you go, can't hide it. And we now look like we're in a bit of a sideways band again. On the chart today, we've drawn these parallel support resistance lines, which show us to be, or suggest, try to give the impression, that we're now in a sideways mode. And usually, of course, what you're supposed to do is when the price breaks up through resistance or down through support you chase the trend in that direction so this and this sort of sums up how we're thinking at the moment we're not technically driven but it does sort of sum up that we think the market has had a tremendous rally is having a bit of a sober up and a bit of a think about it we're going sideways we'll see which way it breaks now a couple of points to make in the strategy piece today The first one is, what are we doing in cash? And the point to make here is that we think we're playing around in a long-term uptrend. We think the big low is already past us. That headless panic moment on March the 23rd is past us. To get back there, something terrible would have to happen. Something unlikely. And on that basis, what are we doing in cash? If we think the bottom's in, surely we should be playing the long-term uptrend. We're being cute. And what we're trying to do is to catch the uptrends. Avoid the downtrends, catch the uptrends. So, so the performance is up, sideways, up, sideways, steps. So we're trying to create steps, which is different to what most fund managers do, which is sit in the market the whole time and blah, blah, blah about the long term. I would agree with a fund manager that was long at the moment that yes, the the big low is probably in and yes, take it a year's time, two years time. Yes, the market will be higher. But we're doing something a little bit smarter than that. We're playing the ups, uptrends and downtrends in the bigger uptrend. So I think it's important, even though we're in cash, to say we're not predicting an Armageddon event it's unlikely we haven't got out forever we will be getting back in all we're doing at the moment is trying to work out when to get back in and we're prepared to give away a bit of the upside to avoid what we think is the bigger downside risk at the moment. We really have had our hair on fire in this recovery rally. That seems to have rotated into a far more defensive sort of market setup at the moment and that says to us we we're happy to be in cash deciding whether to buy and sell rather than being fully invested and worrying about the market going down. So we're we're sleeping very well at night at the moment. The other point to make in the strategies section is about a second wave. One of you emailed us and said, how can you have a second wave if you haven't got over the first wave? It's still the first wave. It got us thinking that what happens if we never get over the first wave? What happens if governments deliberately don't care about the second wave or don't care about basically don't care about the virus. Trump has already said that they are not going to go back into lockdowns. It may well be that some of these governments just decide to plow on no matter what. And this is a what would the markets do if they realized, well, we're we're worrying about a relapse risk in the virus, but that that isn't going to upset the markets. What will upset the markets is is a relapse in the economic damage And that will be unlikely if governments just don't respond to the virus. It's only the Trump comment that makes us think that. But we have to consider that what would the markets do even if the virus got out of control again? And case numbers are already at records in the US, uh, a number of US states and rising again in China, although they say they've got that under control now. And it's all being ignored. And why is it being ignored? Well, it may well be that the markets are beginning to think, well, the big low is in and the governments are not going to allow this economic damage to happen again. So this obsession over a relapse in case numbers may be missing the point. It may just be a market red herring, because what we need to worry about is an economic relapse, not a virus case number relapse. Because if the government's don't do anything about it and don't allow another economic relapse under any conditions, what would the market do? Well, I would suggest that it's more likely to go up than down. Unsympathetically, but that's the market. Anyway, a few positives around in the spirit of being objective and not negatively biased. The VIX volatility index is down a little bit overnight. It seems to have had a bit of a pop and drop. The oil price is up again overnight. I'm sure the energy trade at some point is going to come back into focus again. We will keep an eye on that for the right re-entry moment. The tech sector is doing well globally It has led in the U.S. yet again, and it's doing well here. It seems that this small sector of ours, inspired by the enthusiasm in the U.S., has lost its scary element, which is there's no earnings, they're all overpriced, and the moment the market falls, sentiment disappears and they all fall over. They're not falling over. It's an interesting maturity of the tech sector going on at the moment. Of course, if the market falls, I'm sure they'll get smashed. But uh, for, for a growth fund, we do have to be significantly involved. When we do get reinvested, we will be significantly Involved in technology stocks because this is one of our markets and one of the world's biggest growth options at the moment. So, when we recover our market confidence, we will be spending a fair bit of time looking at tech. Otherwise, Trump has a campaign rally this weekend. I would just say to you, it is not going to be cautious, is it? I expect him to tell everybody what he wants them to believe that it'll be okay, everything's great, and that he is the vaccine that the economy needs. It is an election rally after all. So watch that on the weekend, but there could be some quite positive headlines out of that. Some of the negatives. Trump's trillion dollar infrastructure package is running into significant political resistance. Trump is threatening to cut ties with China as the trade deal loses momentum. Of course, this is his negotiation technique, which is threaten the wildest extremes in order to achieve a movement in the needle. So he's doing that again. Trump uh, has tweeted that a decoupling from china is a policy option well of course it is so is nuclear attack but it'll never happen either that steroid treatment everyone got excited about early in the week has been criticized by some u.s doctors joe biden's gaining on trump a little bit I'm pretty sure the markets want Trump back in, so that may not be the desired outcome. And the iron ore prices faded a little bit on the news that Vale is slowly getting back into production, having closed some mines because they had so many coronavirus cases. And I've got a little graphic in the strategy piece today of the US states with record case numbers. There's a link as well to a website, good website that one of our members sent us where you can track the case numbers in US states. But as I say, the market seems to be ignoring it a little bit. We're going through all the charts every day at the moment and notable observations today. Healthcare looks like it might be bottoming. Tech stocks are staying strong. John Bolton, who is Trump's or was Trump's national security advisor, has written a book. You'll see that is making all the news wires. He's saying Trump is not fit for office. So strategy summary today. We're still in cash. We have certainly done the right thing in our minds, avoiding a precipitous moment by cashing out, but that risk does appear to be fading. We have to be open to the possibility that it was the wrong thing to do and the market might take off again, but it's only a possibility. We think the the weight of risk is still to the downside. We all lost our heads in that recovery rally. We're in a sobering up stage at this point in time, but it does look like that precipitous moment has gone past us. Market looking a bit sideways. Uh, Let's see which way it breaks. Next, notably, the strength in the market this week has come from defensive sectors, not recovery sectors. The market definitely changed tack after it fell over at the end of the last week. This week, people have been buying food, healthcare, boring stocks and CSL and A2 Milk are performing. And we don't want to be buying those stocks for a long-term growth portfolio in a stable market. We'd be happy to be in things like CSL, very happy. Uh, But at this point in time, we're trying to catch the significant rallies and we just don't think it's going to come in the defensive sectors. We don't want to be sitting in sleepy stocks. We're a growth fund. We prefer to be in cash than in shares that do nothing at this point. So we're not really tempted to buy into these defensive sectors even though it looks like some funds are certainly doing that this week. And finally making the point that we still think we are in a long-term buying opportunity and that we're playing around in an uptrend but the risk seems to be that we are going into a w-shaped recovery at this point and we're playing a shorter game than the longer term long term actually is a bit of a joke really it's always good in hindsight examples but it is blinkered to think that you should sit dumb in the market with a long-term view there is an opportunity in the volatility and there are much better returns to be had if you can time stocks and if you can time the market and that's what we're trying to do going well so far